This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. This is the show where we talk about and with people around and in independent professional wrestling. Um, and uh, tonight is no different looking. And also, apparently entrepreneurialism has been an ongoing <laughs> theme on the show lately, I'm noticing. Especially if you're joining us here on this recording night. Uh, but anyways, first, please go check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com, IndieWrestling.us. That's where you'll find past uh, interviews for this, the Indie Mayhem Show, as well as other great podcasts. Like, there's a Fight Society podcast. There's a Rise podcast. There is uh, the Wrestling mayhem show itself where we just talk about how bad raw is sometimes um and there's a monday mayhem show where we just talk about the mandalorian and baby yoda because we're really not happy about raw right now uh but hey you know how it goes but anyways uh, <laughs> uh this is the interview show so we won't be talking about what happened last weekend or anything like that but we do have with us in the studio one danny abel is joining us right now let me get your right title there so they know who you are there you right, go there, go. there, there you am. go video right. people we got you uh welcome to the show thank you for having me so I'm you excited to be here i i, I i'm interested in this because you are you i have so many question marks on you <laughs> so most people do i i, I we, we've seen so much i think people and people have a lot of questions for danny abel uh that they've asked over the years uh and and i want to get into that and you also have a really cool thing that you're going to be uh telling us about that you're you're working on kind of moving forward but first let's look at the past okay uh tell me about young danny abel tell me about young danny abel's first experience with professional wrestling Ooh, uh as a fan or or oh, starting training I, or usually i phrase it so what's much. your first memory of wrestling my first memory of wrestling I, I don't remember a time where, where wrestling wasn't in some way incorporated in my life. Okay. I, ironically. From the womb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, ironically, I, I think both of my older brother and my younger brother were more into it as, as little, little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of didn't get the idea of, of why people wanted to watch people fight. But this is like two and three years old. Me. Yeah, yeah. Once, once, once we got the Super Nintendo video games and I, I was playing, you know, playing along uh, on uh, – Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania and, and Raw is war for, for Super Nintendo. Um, I, that kind of moved out of my head. I was like, I get it um, now. I've, I, I've, I've kind of always been a contrarian, and within my family, everyone liked wrestling. So I was like, oh, I'm going to not like wrestling. Are you the only a, one that a became toddler. a wrestler of your family? Yeah, so yeah. you took it the, the full way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I, 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 once I dove into it, I, I, I dove hard into it. But by the time I was six or seven, I was... I mm-hmm. was fully invested bret hart was my favorite at that age then then uh mankind and then kurt angle mm-hmm. awesome so so at what point did you say i want to actually get in here and do this um i'd say nine or ten elementary school mm-hmm. um uh i always kind of had two uh career paths that i wanted to go in one was animation and the other was wrestling just kind of the two things that i always loved to watch and and be involved in so I've kind of explored both avenues with, uh, you know, an art degree and, uh, um, wrestling. I started, I started wrestling, you know, in school, uh, fourth or fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So. 
Was that was that a, inspired by seeing it on TV? Yeah, 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 yep. You're just like, well, well, this is the amateur. I, I want to be a pro. Yeah, and I, I mean, at, the, at that time, I was like, well, how do people get into wrestling? And and it, they talked about people's uh, sports backgrounds. It's like, okay, yeah, so they won yeah. athletes, and then and Kurt Angle debuted, and it's like, oh, okay, so he was a, a real wrestler, and, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll be a real wrestler. It's always the weirdest distinction, isn't it? Because like someone's like, oh, it's pro wrestling, so it's like WWE. I'm like, yeah, but it's like the locals. Oh, so it's like amateur wrestling. I'm like, no, that's something different. Like it, it doesn't line up like you, any other sport. It, that's exactly it. People get confused literally every time you talk about it if mm-hmm. they're not involved in it in any way it's like yeah i I wrestle on on weekends it's like what (laughs) (laughs) they they don't even know what the follow-up question should be they they first they think that that i'm doing like olympic style wrestling somewhere Mm -hmm. and then when i tell them it's like wwe then they think that i'm wrestling in the wwe it's like oh are you down at the the independence oh are you down at the arena yeah yeah, they, they they talk about this on wwe they talk about how you know daniel bryan aj styles everybody worked their way up through the indies and Mm -hmm. You'd think that's kind of common knowledge. It's like being in a band. You start in clubs and yeah, and doing yeah. smaller shows, and then hopefully you you eventually grow and and get in front of a bigger audience. It's the same thing. So that, so tell me about let's let's get into a little bit because um, I, I have seen you from I don't know across how many promotions by now, uh, and it's always been like. What the hell is Danny Abel going to do this month? <laughs> like everything from, I mean, tell me, tell me a little bit what uh, Danny Abel. I know you gone by DK Abel. Sometimes just Abel. Like I don't know if he had a Madonna phase there, <laughs> you know. But, but tell me, tell me, tell me what Danny Abel is is when you when you guys come out and see see you in action. Um, oh. Danny Abel is 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 me. Um, and whoever you come out to see is, is who I am, uh, manifesting as, um, given the, given the current climate. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like trying to ask someone what, what Chris Jericho's gimmick is. Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what point in his career you're following. Right. And, and that's right. kind of how I've always, I've always been. It's like, okay, I, I started out in PWX and, and I was um, going off of my amateur background and I, I did like a MVP super athlete kind of a thing. Okay. Um, and then I, I took that gimmick um, with my early tag team with Dion Cruz. We were the playmakers and we were still kind of doing the super athlete thing. Um, I started uh, working at RWA and that evolved um, they kept putting me into different, uh, tag teams with different people that, that we didn't really fit. And so I started to protest the booking. Um, and that started my revolutionary, uh, the able nation, Dan- Daniel K. Abel phase. And mm-hmm. then I started recruiting other people who were disenfranchised with, uh, the booking and the management. And, and that's when I became a socialist dictator, obviously. <laughs> um, and I believe that came to the inevitable conclusion of a, a socialist dictator, <laughs> yes. if I recall. Yes, I eventually I got I got overthrown, um, <laughs> and then I disappeared mm-hmm. and uh, was never mentioned again. <laughs> um, just like just like how it rolls out. <laughs> yeah, but but I took I took elements from that gimmick to uh, to other promotions because um, that's where I started kind of doing like a warrior look because I was I was both the the dictator and the general of my own army mm-hmm. so i started doing the uh the silver armor paint mm-hmm. um and then i kind of advanced that into like an iron man superhero he-man post-apocalyptic um dk abel the unstoppable i, I believe you are currently like a, a, a helmet and stop sign shield yes yeah kind yep. of situation um that's that's the uh the story i i went with for my first comic book 
Um, mm-hmm. That's the uh, the the version of me that you will see at Fight Society currently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the offshoot of that gimmick was um, from across the uh, multiverse, the supervillain um, Alter Ego, which was uh, Darth Khan over at <laughs> Rise, or or more uh, accurately, the Able Variety Show before Rise. Yes. <laughs> It was so I started working with Rise early in in 2018, and I was just like, "What? Wait, what is what is happening now? Like, should my cameras be rolling? What's happening right now?" Um, and you'd be doing this kind of this, this this you'd be doing this show as people were coming in, and you incorporated the screen. Lewis the Nerd was a big part of it. Um, I would walk backstage and and there would be people like th- two people dressed as Lewis and a s- cardboard standout and, and everything. Explain to me what the concept was in, in that. I know. Uh, um, and I know, I know we kicked you to the footage. I wasn't sure if you ever had ever done anything with that. Um, well, I'm, I'm still, uh, I, I always have a, a number of uh, things going on. So I'm still, still uh, editing the footage into a full package that I'm going to release. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, hopefully eventually uh, get the, uh, project going again with with like a, a second season mm-hmm. um but the idea was basically to do a a sci-fi comedy wrestling show okay um and i i, I think we accomplished that we I, I got positive feedback from everyone who's involved and, and everyone who observed it for for someone who's coming in uh one time and and didn't know the storyline i could see how it would be a bit confusing and mm-hmm. that's 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 how my whole career has been if you followed me from from Phase one to phase two to phase three, it all makes sense. But if you catch me somewhere in the middle, you're kind of like, well, what's, it's Danny, weird. what's Danny Abel doing now? It's kind of weird reading the the middle chapter of a book series. Right, yeah. right. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the idea of the series was that um, I wanted to, to – um, I wanted to take over Rise by way of Lewis's mind um, for, for – uh, for all intents and purposes, I, I wanted to make him my my ally and my tag team partner because of his super intelligence, Lewis the Nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured with his brain and my brawn, we would we would conquer everything. But he uh, rejected um, the idea from the start, and we ended up having the first ever um, interdimensional game over match, which uh, featured us wrestling across uh, various scenes and platforms um i believe there was there was a guitar hero session uh in there if i recall yeah that that um, was that was uh going into it that was the concert there was to promote the the yes, final brawl yes <laughs> there was um a, a very uh uh mortal combat uh, uh setup yes I recall. That, that was the test of strength mm-hmm. um yeah, throughout the series, you know, every episode had kind of a different theme to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought in different characters. I brought um, back Steven Strick, who I wrestled in VOW. I had a feud with him. Um, he was uh, kind of a, a big monster character. So I, I recruited him to try to conquer Lewis. Um, we brought in uh, the video game character who was controlled by the the uh, Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was popular. Um yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of elements. I'd have to go back and watch the whole series through it to be able to to, to go over the whole thing. But the, the final match, it was it was called a game over match because we each had three lives, so it was a it was a first to lose three times, mm-hmm. um, lost the match, and uh, Lewis ended up getting the best of me and uh, vanquished Darth Khan out of the uh, universe for the time being um, until I get the 
the video f- finally edited and, and uh, <laughs> recruit members for the second season. So, I mean, where did this come from? Like kind of this, you know, using wrestling from kind of a different angle. Um, honestly, it, it was just kind of trying to observe where I thought wrestling was going. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I started, everyone was kind of first name, last name, mm-hmm. John Cena, Randy Orton, not very gimmicky. Um, and like even your, your thing, you were doing a super athlete thing. Like I kind of fit that mold. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I always liked, I always liked like the nineties over the top gimmick kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of start doing them. And I started doing video packaging cause I, I studied video editing and stuff. Um, so I started doing video packages and putting them online. It really, I don't know anyone else who was doing it when I started doing that. Um, and then I was just like, okay, there's a lot of stuff that, that I can do with this. And, and, you know, more people have have started doing it over the years, probably coming to the same observations that I have. Because if you look at '90s gimmicks, they were all kind of corny. But we've had like the explosion of just pop culture in general since, since then. So everyone gets these ideas from movies and TV and stuff, and they kind of incorporate them and 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 work them into what they're doing. And that's what I did. And like um, the the idea, if you if you if you watched the character that I brought into the rise pre-show when I'm watching raw now and I see what Bray Wyatt's doing, that's, that's what it reminds me of. I was Mm -hmm. doing like this little kid kind of show with video game characters and cartoons, but I was a super villain. And then Bray Wyatt is like, okay, I'm going to do a Mr. Rogers thing. And then I'm going to be a zombie. Um, I'm not trying to say, I think I influenced him or anything. I think that we had similar thought processes where we're like, okay, how, how can we, take this to a different kind level of, kind of looking at wrestling sideways and doing something different i yeah. feel like a lot of that maybe comes from this uh, as far as what we see in the mainstream with wwe I, I think a lot of those ideas kind of come from the lucha underground side because mm-hmm. there was a lot of that I yeah mean, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of i think a lot of people were having similar uh thoughts about trying to revigor wrestling at the same time because mm-hmm. like matt hardy did did stuff in in impact mm-hmm. wrestling the same time people were doing stuff in lucha um the same time that I know other people in the Indies were were trying to come up with stuff um, just locally, like Christian Noir um, wanted to try to to do a lot of video stuff, and and um, Rev and, and Jordan, who I work with, they were always in um, they were always interested in trying to come up with mm-hmm. with more ways to incorporate different media. Elements and and, and also guys that work in the media, so they're right, they're already right. kind of you know like you kind of coming from that mindset, right? So mm-hmm. yep, excellent. So, um, so you, you, you have a project you're working on now mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing. Like you, you're, you're doing media, you're doing, you're doing printing, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff alongside the wrestling. Yep. Um, yep. you know, it was where the entrepreneur side comes from. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell me about this project that you have going on right now. Okay. Well, um, anyone who knows me, uh, I have a graphic design sign company, um, based out of Mount Pleasant, Able Media Co., um, and I do signs and banners and t-shirts and stuff. So, um, hit me up anytime you want to order anything going into Christmas. That might be nice. Um, but basically I came up with, with two different ideas based on the, the kind of services that I already do. Um, one is like a variation of a coloring book, um, where you print, um, the, yeah, here's the campaign I have going. You, you, pr- it's, it's printed illustrations like a coloring book, but they're on an adhesive background. So you stick them up on the wall and then little kids can color, the images, um, that you see hung up on the wall. Um, yeah, here's the campaign. You can see the, the video there. You stick them up. There's, uh, Alice in Wonderland and Wizard of Oz illustrations that little kids, 
um, can color, or adults. Uh, I know they sell adult coloring books, and those illustrations are very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone of any age who enjoys coloring, that's the first project. Um, the second one is is on the same campaign here. It's uh, called Mr. T-Shirt. Uh, it'll pull up. Um, basically, it's like a uh, Mr. Potato Head concept, but for T-Shirts, uh, where I'm going to sell packs of blank t-shirts and different uh, elements that you can mix and match to create a face on a t-shirt so you can uh, make them as silly or as uh, you know normal or, or however you want to do them if, if you have uh, someone in your family that you want to try to mimic what they look like or mm-hmm. or anything like that um, basically you mix and match the different parts and it's, it works like, like how, uh, Mr. Potato Head works. You put the face together and, uh, then you'll print them on a t-shirt and then you can wear it around. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, trying to raise money to patent both of those ideas, uh, because filing a patent is very expensive. Uh, anyone who wants to help the campaign, um, it would be a, uh, big help to me um and my business it's uh and you, you can uh, order the the prod products uh for yourself um off of the campaign site it's indiegogo.com slash projects slash imagine able and we'll um, include that in the show notes as well so you can just click through there perfect. don't worry if you're in your car listening yep <laughs> um and uh yeah like i said you can you can order the different prod products off there the uh color clings or the mr t-shirt set um and uh i'm actually working with some some wrestlers on both of those things Mm -hmm. uh, because you need content for (laughs) the uh, illustrations and for the shirts so i'm actually doing a a kit that is the rev ron hunt and uh timothy titan and myself and i'm doing another set that is brohemoth and zeke mercer and myself so you can order those um Mix and match uh, t-shirt sets or the is that the what, what was your what was your faction name in Fight Society? We, we are the League of Unstoppable Bros. Thank you. I was yep. trying to remember that that one. Zeke was on this week. Yep, that's that's Zeke, myself, and Brohemoth, the League of Unstoppable Bros. If you've been uh, coming down to Fight Society, or if you haven't, come check us out. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be a force to be reckoned with, and um, you can get yourself some some merch based on our faces. Uh, and, and that's that's cool because that's something um you know different like i i know in the area like we there, there's uh trading cards of the wrestlers and things like that that uh, i know falcon does um so like it, it it i mean when you guys have a merchant table as as a, as a wrestler it kind of pays to kind of stick out a little bit right yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's it's hard to think of of new i ideas um for for merchandise for wrestlers everybody's and- got stickers everybody's got t-shirts yeah, and and the color clings I, I think are going to be real nice because um, I'm actually taking images from from in ring competition and turning them into black and white images, and mm-hmm. you can just kind of color um, your own poster of me or Bohemoth or the Rev or or you know whoever I've got included. I'm actually talking to some some bigger names right now, some people that I've met um, doing uh, ring crew for for Ring of Honor and stuff. So so people who have kind of like a global following. I don't want to announce them until it's official but I'm, i've been in talks and, and they asked me to send some artwork and they they like the ideas so hopefully um the projects will will pick up uh pretty pretty well and and i'll be able to go out to different brands because that's 
ultimately that's that's the goal is to be able to to pitch it to to big stores with mm-hmm. with big name brands like i'd love to be able to to mix and match you know a marvel or disney character on a t-shirt um eventually so once i get the patents once i start selling on a smaller scale then then the goal would be to start pitching it to, what better to than pro companies. wrestling to start playing with that with the characters absolutely right? absolutely <laughs> that's awesome so so tell me um you know you you know, you kind of you kind of mentioned like your your personal business with the wrestling. I feel very kindred spirit with that. Uh, <laughs> um, um, you know, the, what do you think comes from you know that media side that kind of gives you an edge up when you're doing the the pro wrestling? I mean, it, it's it's too much to to list <laughs> really because because literally every time I'm going into a match or coming up with a promo. Uh, I think of it from different perspectives. I think of it from a um, design perspective, from a storytelling perspective, from a media perspective, mm-hmm. um, thinking of where the best shot is going to be at, to do this move. Should I do, work to this camera? Um, and, and a lot of guys start learning that kind of when they start moving up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I've, I've kind of, been focusing on the whole time that I've been working because, you know, I've studied film and, and, and I, I kind of have a, a good feel, um, for storytelling. And that's the biggest part of wrestling, uh, to me, because you can, you know, put together a fantastic match, but if you don't have a story behind it, then, then people don't care about what they watched. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So tell me what is the, um, uh, best and worst thing about wrestling for you so far? The best and the worst thing. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, they might be the same answer. I don't, okay. I don't know. All right. I, All right. The, the people. Um, <laughs> you have to deal with some some people you don't like to deal with, but you also um, get to interact with a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it stinks. Like we've we've alluded to the fact that I've bounced around different promotions and. It's a frustrating thing because I don't know if I have heat with somebody and that's why I'm not getting used there or if it's just not the right time for me to be, mm-hmm. you know, involved when, with, you know, a certain promotion. But like one thing, one thing that, that uh, the reason that it, it seems like I'm always off doing my different thing is because I kind of am like it, it seems like a lot of. Uh, wrestlers kind of come in packs mm-hmm. and, and there will be this big influx of talent at one promotion um, and or a, a big group of people leaving another promotion. And I've kind of always been off doing my own thing. And I, I like I interact with with everybody and feel like we get along, but I don't know, you know, if I'm if I'm in with with everybody the way that it's like you're it, not it, attaching it, to a click. Yeah. 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 It's I mean, and it's it's something that I'm sure most wrestling fans can relate to because mm-hmm. that's what wrestling fandom is kind of based on mm-hmm. is just kind of being an outcast from, from all of these other brands. It's kind of the, the, the Mick Foley ism of wrestling that, that, <laughs> that drew me to, to him as a kid was that he always talked about how he, how he was an outcast and he liked to stand up for the nerds and the, the, um, so, so I, I think everyone who is in wrestling or a part of wrestling or a fan of wrestling understands what it's like to not know you're standing with people and not feel like you, you necessarily fit in with the different clicks. And I, I, I try to be friendly to everybody. I, I've obviously been rubbed the wrong way with certain people. Um, 
But well, it's wrestling. Who has it? Yeah, it, you let it go and you move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, in a way that that could be the best thing or the worst thing. Same thing. I mean, the other thing is just doing it, just getting in the ring and, and working your tail off. Um, it, it's a gift and a curse. It's fun to be doing, but you beat yourself up. So, I don't. I don't know. If the the best and the worst thing are, are kind of the same things sometimes, which is the truth with life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, you got a really cool thing. I'm like, I like this project that you've been telling us about here. This show, so I'm hoping everybody uh, goes, checks it out, supports it. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to see kids uh, uh, coloring in Brohemoth. You know, <laughs> like I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, so go check that out again. That Indiegogo is uh, it's Indiegogo.com/slash/projects/slash/imaginable. Um, you're gonna put it in your description. It's yep. on. It's on my Facebook page, DK Able Media. Um, follow me on Twitter as well, DK underscore Abel. I share it on there. Excellent. And of course, you've been popping up at the uh, Fight Society. Yep. Fight Society right now is the only place um, where you can see me in action. Hopefully, that'll change uh, soon. I'm trying to reach out to some different places. But mm-hmm. uh, Brohemoth, Zeke Mercer, and myself will be taking on Steel Perfection um, December 13th, I believe, whatever the Friday is. Mm-hmm. And if you um, catch this afterwards, of course, that'll be online on VOD and everything or live stream. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I believe that's the PWX 25th anniversary show. Yes. Officially. Yes, so yep. we'll see how it happens with that. Um, or had happened. I don't know. It depends on where you're listening to this. Cause I think we're releasing just the week after this officially, but of course the live stream is happening. Um, and you're on social media. Yep. Yep. Uh, at DK underscore able on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook as well. DK able media. Excellent. Go check it out. And again, if you want to see DK Able in, in action, I know we have a lot of the older uh, Renegade Wrestling Alliance shows up, uh, some other stuff. If you go to the IndieWrestling.us's YouTube page and uh, look up Able, DK Able, uh, Daniel. Daniel K. K Able, Able, Danny Able. Uh, I think we just type I Able, you'll find a lot of his matches. Yeah, so, that's the one part that I haven't dropped. I, I have, I have, I have to check. I'm like, okay, what is he calling himself this month? <laughs> a little bit. So when I'm doing my titles for you. But go check him out. It's been fun. It's been a ride. It's been a ride seeing what he's coming up with over these years. So um, I go check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny, for uh, um, joining us here on the show. Yep, if you thank, guys want to see more of him, me. again, go to IndieWrestling.us and go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com to check out uh, past interviews from this show and other podcasts and other great stuff from independent professional wrestling um, and talking about the big stuff at uh, on some of those other shows like Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, thank you so much. Until next time, please support Indie Wrestling and please support this Indiegogo. Oh. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.